Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality, sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path Recovery Society. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chinookie. We acknowledge the Satuna, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. I really appreciate both of you coming. Um, for us here at Voices in Recovery, the, the, the subject, to me it's more than a subject, so it's, please forgive me if I misspeak, um, because it's genocide that's happening, mm-hmm. right? And so, yes. um, and, and I've been fortunate enough, we've been fortunate enough to, to work very closely with uh, Indigenous folks here in Calgary mm-hmm. and get to know just how closely related these, these um, genocides are. Like how how it's really just um, the similarities yeah. between um, these these experiences. I, I I can't get over that we're still doing this. Mm-hmm. I have to be honest with you. And as we talk about it, it it makes me a little sick. Like that we're still doing this. Um, years ago, I heard um, uh, a speaker, Cornell West, from down in the states, and he was talking about the war in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And he um, it hit me, and I can't remember how long ago, but it was it was a while ago. But it hit me between the eyes. He said. Uh, he said, you know, the reason we can fight in Afghanistan for 20 years is because Americans don't care if brown babies die. Yeah, exactly. And that hit me so hard. Yeah. You like, don't see it happening to your people, yeah. to your kids, yeah. because war is not coming to you. Yeah. You are going over there fighting and doing other things mm-hmm. to other people, and people don't see that. And then people, they don't have to stand up for it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what it is. Yeah. They, they don't see the damage. They don't see the, the death. Mm-hmm. And if we don't see it, we it's we have that's right, yeah, that's right, that's kind of right. Yeah, and so I really appreciate both of you coming in here, and and Michael. Yeah, don't forget to lean into the yeah, chat. Yeah, I, I can do. I, I can do. <laughs> the that. camera's watching. We have to make sure we do. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but please, like, I, I just I would love to hear any thoughts that you have on these subjects. And, sure. Sure. Um, because I, for us, we want to share. Sure as much about this as possible that's not sure. being shared. Because I, I watch the news sometimes and I've never seen sure. what I saw upstairs when the um, Justice for Palestine event was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was mind-blowing. It was almost like Cornell West again hitting me between the eyes. Shocking. Shocking, yeah. As, well it, should, said. as it should be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I think what I'm gonna, how I'm going to start off is actually by playing this Bernie Sanders clip. Okay. I think it really contextualizes, he, yeah. you know, he's, he's just yeah. a, a Play it near your chest. Yeah, I'll play yeah. it right near my chest, and hopefully you, can, <laughs> hopefully you can hear him. Let's talk about the war that Israel is waging in Gaza. You are trying to force a vote in Congress that would direct the U.S. State Department to look into whether Israel is using U.S. equipment or assistance 
to violate human rights standards in Gaza. The spokesman for the National Security Council, John Kirby, responded to your plan saying, quote, we do not believe that this resolution is the right vehicle to address these issues, and we don't think now is the right time. The Israelis have indicated they are preparing to transition their operations to a much lower intensity, and we believe that tra that transition will be helpful both in terms of reducing civilian casualties as well as increasing humanitarian assistance, unquote. What do you say to that? I strongly disagree. Jake, we have got to, as Americans, take a very deep breath. What is going on in Gaza right now is a horrendous humanitarian catastrophe. We're looking at 23,000 people who have been killed, almost 60,000 have been wounded, and two-thirds of the people who have been killed are women and children. You're looking at 70% of the housing units in Gaza that have been destroyed. Jake, if I use the word Dresden, Germany to you, you think about the horrific destruction during World War II of that city. What is going on in Gaza now in three months is worse than what took place in Dresden over a two-year period. This is a catastrophe. And now, according to the United Nations, after you have 1.9 million people displaced from their homes, they don't have food, they don't have water, they don't have medical equipment, they don't have fuel, what you are looking at is imminent starvation. Children are starving to death. So my view has been from the beginning, Israel has a right to respond to this horrific terrorist attack from Hamas. But you do not have a right to go to war against an entire people, women and children. And the United States Congress has got to act because a lot of this destruction is being done with military weapons supplied by the United States of America. And what the resolution that I'm introducing is about is consistent with the Foreign Assistance Act. It says that if American military assistance is given to any country, Saudi Arabia, Israel, any other country, it has got to be used consistent with human rights, international human rights standards, and American law. In my opinion, that is certainly not the case. We have a horrific humanitarian catastrophe. We cannot turn our backs on it. Congress has got to stop moving to protect children in Palestine. Wow. And that was Bernie Sanders. Yes. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah, he's so courageous and principled. I mm -hmm. think he'll go down in history uh, up there with people like Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Because yeah. he's just standing out there doing it, right? He, yeah, I think he yeah. just truly believes everything he says. He's, he's a humanitarian through and through. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how we treat, like, um, like, and I don't mean you and me, I just mean like the media, sure. how the media treats um, different folks because of, of what the color of their skin is. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, and the fact that, yes. and thank goodness, thank goodness that Bernie's speaking up because he's white. Like, and yeah. he's old and he's straight, right? Yeah, you're <laughs> like, right. You're absolutely right. White, I mean, white privilege, right? Privilege. And and but also Bernie has a huge heart. Like mm -hmm. I mean, you can tell. Not that I agree with. I don't agree with politicians very often in general. Mm -hmm. But when um, when they get up in front and take a stand, that's when I can start feeling like, okay, now now I could stand up with that guy, right? Yeah, because there's some credibility. That's right. There, we have so a champion. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And. Yeah. And, but, I mean, obviously we need more champions, right? Absolutely, and we do. How, Michael, how did you get involved in this? Like, obviously, maybe it was just a similar to everyone else when you started to see things happen? Like, Yeah, I mean, my friend Saima Jamal had invited me to come to, to uh, speak at a rally in early November, mm -hmm. I guess uh, about a month after the, after the original Hamas attack. But um, um, 
Simon and I have known each other for many years. We've been good mm-hmm. friends. Uh, you know, we've done a lot of advocacy work together on, on social justice issue, anti-war, peace, mm-hmm. uh, peace education, uh, poverty reduction, anti-racism, mm-hmm. multiculturalism. Um, you know, those have been key themes for us. And so those are issues very close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I know I have a, a lot of white male privilege. Mm-hmm. And so I... Me too. Yes, <laughs> yeah. right. So we have, we have, we have a voice mm-hmm. and we have a mind and we have a heart. Um, and we ought to use them. And I think um, Saima is, to me, a, a hero. She's mm-hmm. someone of great courage um, and principle. And um, yeah, an amazing human by the sound. Very compassionate yeah. and, and just not afraid to speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets us into trouble sometimes, but you know, we, we have to be on the right side of history. We mm-hmm. have to always put humanity first. Um, so for myself, being born and raised in Calgary, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm really thankful. I, to have born, been born and raised in a just a prosperous, peaceful mm-hmm. country and city and province, and I'd never take that for granted. Yep. Hearing stories of friends uh, who've come from Afghanistan or Syria mm. or or, uh, or Gaza, mm. Palestine, um, Ethiopia, people I've, yeah. I've heard people their stories. I mean, um, you you the more stories you hear about people from Afghanistan or coming from abroad from countries mm. that have suffered suffered suppression, occupation. It's, I think you appreciate a lot more when you hear their story, when you mm. connect with them. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It makes you realize how lucky you are, how privileged you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I connected uh, with Michael through Saima okay. as well. Yeah. So she's the common denominator yeah. in all this. And I think she's the reason we're here. She mm. inspired us to, I know, speak to as many people to it. To anybody, basically, mm-hmm. and that's if we can bring awareness to the issue. I think we're more closer to getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and from what you both have seen thus far, like, what do you think we need to keep doing? Like, obviously, talking about it is important because the media is slanted in, in a very like, you know, um, anti. Palestinian viewpoint. Mm. I'm trying to be kind to them yeah. as as I say these things, mm. but it's it's obviously um, it's anti-Palestinian. Mm. To me, it's anti-Arab is what it sounds like. It mm. feels like anti-Arab. Mm-hmm. It feels mm-hmm. um, because then when when you, when this things things start happening and other countries came to the aid or wanted to come and help the folks in Gaza, like then they got labeled as terrorists too. Mm-hmm. Every it, it's so strange how. It feels like the U.S. and Canada, because Canada contributes to this war as well, because we make their weapons, I think, in some of our plants here in Canada, mm-hmm. um, and we send weapons and money to Israel. Sadly, yes. right? And mm-hmm. and so, yes. but it seems to me like, if we remember, like uh, I was thinking about World War II, it's like we've become the Axis powers, right? It's like we're living in the Axis powers now. We're we're living in the groups that are with the these governments that are perfectly fine with doing this and I don't understand how that's possible yeah I agree with you I fail to understand I mean I think from the Second World War yeah came the United Nations mm-hmm. came the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights mm-hmm. um, we are supposed to be more civilized and advanced and, mm-hmm. and yet I believe that um, what both of you have referenced I think very sadly um, on a larger scale, I would say there's racism, mm-hmm. um, ignorance, mm-hmm. fear, um, 
and essentially, you know, in, in the Middle East uh, with, with Israel and, and Palestine, I mean, this has been going on for decades, mm -hmm. and I mean, essentially everyone has a right to land. Everyone mm -hmm. has a right for a, a home, a place to live. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a right to clean, safe drinking water, for education, mm -hmm. to live safely and peacefully. And, and those are basic needs. Mm -hmm. It's not asking something extra. extra. Yeah. This is just basic needs that every, mm -hmm. every human should have the right to. Mm -hmm. And they are being denied those very basic yeah, and not only being denied those rights, but having them stolen from them. Absolutely. Right? Like, Absolutely. To the worst degree of, of, of yeah. death and destruction and displacement and disease. Mm -hmm. all, all of these things. It's just so traumatic and so senseless mm -hmm. and sad and sickening. Um, and I think, so getting to your question about what can we do um, as Canadian citizens, as Calgarians, mm -hmm. um, I think, first of all, to help, I think it's important for us to be more informed, mm -hmm. uh, and myself included. I, I'm continuing to learn more and more and more from, I go to you know the most credible sources I can, mm -hmm. whether in the mainstream media, which are harder to find. They sure seem to be now. <laughs> or at the community <laughs> level. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's having friends like Nazia and, mm -hmm. and, and Saima, who are, are, you know, they grew up in another country. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Saima came from Bangladesh, uh, Nazia came from Pakistan. Um, you know, and, and I've also met friends from Gaza, new, mm -hmm. new friends as well. Uh, um, a gentleman who lost, like, I think 17 family members. Oh. In one strike. In one strike. Yeah. A human oh. being who lives, a Canadian citizen who's lost his family. Uh, just, like, I can't even fathom that. No. And um, so when you hear these stories, it makes it more, even more real when there's mm -hmm. a human that you meet, a friend that you meet, mm -hmm. who's been either directly or in, indirectly impacted, yeah. you can't look away. Yeah. Um, I think that's what helps carry it on is because people just stay away, right? They don't yeah. get to know. Yeah. Ignorance, either fear, yeah. they don't, yeah. maybe they don't have, like, there's probably a lot of white people in Calgary who don't have close friends from another. Anywhere, country. yeah. Anywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. Insular. And so my world has really opened up by, have, by making new friends mm -hmm. like Nazia, like Saima, Sam, and others yeah. who've really... Uh, you know, it just it goes way beyond religion. It goes way beyond race. Mm -hmm. It's it's here. I'm it's pointing. Humanity. I'm pointing at my heart. Yeah. Humanity. Yeah, humanity. That's what it comes down to, mm -hmm. right? And uh, like we've been having uh, like discussions about mm -hmm. that too. And we had one at Saima's house. Yes. A couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's what it was all about. Just informing people, having community leaders or mm -hmm. people who are more aware of the situation. They're mm -hmm. very well versed on the subject. Yeah. Bring them into the community, into those chat rooms, connect them mm -hmm. with other community members, local people within yeah. their influence, circle of influence, mm -hmm. and talk about it and listen to, and tell them the stories, what's going on. Mm -hmm. And just discuss, like let them see the people in in those part of the world, they are mm -hmm. also human. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to be you don't need to be a very religious person. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be a, a huge community leader to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. You just have to be a human. And so you have to, yeah, you have well to be said. a human and mm -hmm. in touch with your heart, right? Exactly. To, and, and I think one of the things I noticed about people that look like me, <laughs> I'll say white people mm -hmm. um, of privilege, one thing that I've noticed in trying to communicate this, because when since 
I can't stop doing it once it starts happening. Mm -hmm. And when I went to the, the event a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was now, yeah. it, uh, it just, again, it reinforced so many things that have been coming to light, coming to, to reality. And one of the things I've noticed is that white people, like when I talk with, with, with white people about this stuff, it instantly defensive right? Like instantly defensive about, well, I didn't do anything. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, I'm not saying anybody did anything. I'm just saying like, we're part of the system that is not letting us see the truth. And the only way for us to do that is to go and meet people who are from those places so that we can learn the truth. Because listening to the CBC is not the truth. Yeah. Listening to CNN is not the truth. Like these are very, people make a lot of money in those organizations to cultivate the message so that it's just what they want. There's no accidental messages coming out of those media form, those like media places. Getting blinders on. Hundred yeah. percent. And and ironically, this what I this clip with Bernie Sanders was was, was actually on CNN. Oh, was Jake, it? Jake Tapper yep. and Bernie Sanders. And the only Good. reason it's there is because of Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah. exactly. His influence. Uh, and there's you know, um, unfortunately, he's he's a, what we call a cry in the wilderness, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, we need more Bernie Sanders mm -hmm. in America and around the world. And. Um, I like so, that cry in the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. Sad, sadly, sadly. But but you know, I, as I said to you earlier, I mean, when I think, when when over over history, it's going to be mm. the the yeah. the human beings that really actually cared beyond race, religion, land. The people just actually care, as mm -hmm. you said, yeah. Nazi said, for humanity and mm -hmm. and um, innocent. You know, these are innocent people with twenty over twenty four thousand deaths, mm -hmm. right? And um, and the world just it almost feels like paralysis. Mm -hmm. And so you were asking me, you know, what, what can we do? So, I mean, going to rallies mm -hmm. has, has been a big thing for me and, and having friends like Simon and Nazi and, 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 and others. Uh, is it Tamer? Yeah. Tamer, who, Tamer, who's from Gaza, who's mm -hmm. the last of 17 family members. I give him a hug and I just like, I just like, you don't oh. even know what to say to that. You, you no. don't even know what to say. Like, you just, I can't even, it's, it's hard. It's like a it's broken so hard heart. Them. And yeah. yet, and yet I think that at the essence of it is, humanity and compassion and mm -hmm. love for one another and um, so again I think being a white person I feel a responsibility to use mm -hmm. my white privilege uh, for good mm -hmm. um, and what does that mean I think that means um, again learning about these issues mm -hmm. uh, from and educating others about and educate yeah. and using my influence mm -hmm. exactly yeah. to yeah. educate others that's really important as mm -hmm. well because if we're all scared to talk if nobody talks this just perpetuates, yeah. and we've been through this so many decades and centuries of war, mm -hmm. war over land, war, war over religion, war over or about race. Um, it's crazy, mm -hmm. and it's it's horrible. Yeah, and yet we are in the twenty first century. We've been given so much abundance, especially mm -hmm. here in Canada. Yeah. Um, so growing up in Canada, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Well, some of us here in Canada were given abundance. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Some, yes. some had it taken away from them. No, yeah. you're absolutely, you're absolutely yeah. right. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I'm speaking nope. from my own perspective. But you're totally. Abs you're absolutely yeah. right. But I, I guess what I'm saying is with the framework of Canada, being a young country, mm -hmm. small population country, but right next to the United States, um, being a Western country, being part of the G8 um, or G7, um, and the fact that, you know, uh, former Prime, Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau brought in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Mm -hmm. Um, Mulroon, Brian Mulroney, it was actually Trudeau's idea, but it's Mulroney brought in the Canadian Multiculturalism Act, where Canada is part of the United Nations, mm -hmm. um, and we're a middle country, we're a middle power, we're not a superpower, yeah. but we have influence, and I think, uh, and it's very difficult being right next to the United States because we have a mm -hmm. strong 
long-standing relationship. Uh, it's like your only neighbors. Are, yes, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's supposedly, according to our government, our only friendly neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and, and yeah. Sorry, you go no, ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, and and I think we want that. We want to have mm -hmm. a harmonious relationship, but we don't always agree. Like, look at the Iraq War, um, when it was the coalition of the willing, uh, George George W. Bush and Tony Blair, and and I forget the name of the Prime Minister of Australia, but mm -hmm. a, a number of Western countries got duped, uh, misled. Uh, we knew we knew that Osama bin Laden in Afghanistan, but. It got diverted to uh, Saddam Hussein in Iraq, and um, who was not. There were no weapons of mass destruction. Hans Blix, the UN weapons inspector, verified that. Um, and so, I guess what I'm getting at is there are times when neighbors and friends disagree. And mm -hmm. Canada, the United States, you know, when Jean Chrétien was our prime minister, uh, and it was, you know, he's out in the House of Commons. I believe it was 2003 when he stood up and and said, Canada is not going to support. We're not going to war against mm -hmm. Iraq. Mm -hmm. uh, as a Canadian, I was that was a proud moment. Yeah. Very proud moment. Yeah. Very proud. It's moment. Powerful when people it's, do that. It's right? a very powerful moment, mm -hmm. um, and so it's a reminder. You can. You don't have to. We don't have to agree on everything. Yeah. And I'm not demonizing Joe Biden or. Um, you know, I, I don't think Joe that... Joe Biden's a puppet like all the other ones. Well, you right? know, I mean, they, the, there's, there's just the, the real power is, is, is the corporate power, the military power uh, in the States and around the world and in the Middle East as well. Um, so we have a moral, a moral responsibility, mm -hmm. to, I think, as, as, as we talked about earlier, Nazi and myself, to, to be informed, better informed mm -hmm. uh, from friends, from credible sources, from credible news sources. People who've been through this. Mm -hmm. People have been they through have experience this. and yeah. they have some real stories to share mm -hmm. that can really touch people's heart and hopefully yeah. make them look at things differently what they mm -hmm. have been looking at. Well said. And also get rid of, I think, uh, try to be more aware of this systemat systematic oppression as mm -hmm. well. Yes. That's what we need to be more aware of. And I find that to be one of the hardest things to convince people of. Yes. Right. Yes. Don't when they haven't been affected too by too much it. white yeah. privilege. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's gradually yeah. happening. It's yeah. happening in people like I think one small example of that would be uh, people being on welfare. That's mm -hmm. an incentive. Yeah. That's systematic. Yeah. Right. How how you get people out of that mm -hmm. and make them more aware of it. Once people become dependent on that, mm -hmm. then it's hard to look at anything else because now you are in a survival mode. Mm -hmm. All you want to do just Look out for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're worried if you speak up against anything, you lose your against support. anybody, you lose that privilege, yeah. right? And system just cuts you off, and mm -hmm. now you have nowhere to be. And and we've seen that recently. It's been happening just about every year. People are mm -hmm. losing their job. People are losing mm -hmm. their livelihood yeah. because they had the courage to speak, mm -hmm. yeah. or maybe some afterwards they thought they were too stupid to do it. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. So. Everybody have to reevaluating their opinion, their mm -hmm. belief system, based on this yeah. systematic oppression. Of course, and and it's hard to it's it's hard for me to like, because I understand everyone's in a position that they're in. So like, some people can't say anything for this reason or that reason, and that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. And not everybody can go and do the rallies, right? Because right. their, their right. boss might see them or right. whatever, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Maybe their core group of friends just won't accept that. Right. But if that's your, if that's the case for folks, like there's other ways to help, right? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so just to give you a little background, I mean, because the chief of police is like 
been on the news being a bully about people protesting. And so like, you got to be careful, right? We always have to be careful. Um, and, And it's a balance. It's a real balance. And at the same time, we have to always go back to um, freedom of speech. Yeah. Um, and if, if we're not breaking any laws, if we're yeah. uh, if we're speaking what you know what we've believed to be truth, uh, we every Canadian has has that right. And at the same time, you're right. There's um, a lot of fear because mm-hmm. of backlash uh, from employers. Uh, yeah. um, and sometimes from people that you don't even. You don't even know. Expect, yeah. Expect yeah, to get a backlash from. True. Yeah. True. Um, so for myself, like I, I volunteered with the United Nations Association in Canada um, quite a few years back. Okay. And it helped me to really learn more about the role of the United Nations mm-hmm. in the world, and just obviously, as I mentioned earlier, and why the U.S. hates it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yes, I mean, yeah, right? And it seems like Canada might not like it either. And some, yet New York some... is where the UN is headquartered. It's amazing to right? me. Right? So yeah. there's all these paradoxes. <laughs> but I think, again, um, it compels me. When I see someone like Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. speaking up, it inspires me. When I see Saima Jamal or Nazia mm-hmm. speaking up, uh, because um, if no one speaks up, mm-hmm we get silenced and, and we're doing this for the right reasons. As, as Nazia said, we're doing this for mm-hmm. humanity. We're doing this for peace mm-hmm. uh, so that people can live safely and with one another um, as, yeah, as we all, as we all yeah. need. It's yeah. a human need. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, again, earlier you'd asked, you know, what can we do? I think another really important thing for all of us to do is, is to know who our elected officials are, mm. federally, our, our members of parliament. Obviously, yeah. we, we know who our prime minister, Justin Trudeau, is, and, you know, um, um, Melanie Jolie is the, you know, minister of foreign mm. affairs. And um, it's so we need to also, um, it's I would call two really critical pieces in this education. Mm-hmm. We get ourselves really informed about the issues yeah. um, and what the key messages are that we need to share. Mm-hmm. Ceasefire. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, we, the world needs to intervene here. Yeah. Because um, there's war crimes going on. Like this absolutely, is, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's genocide. It's war, yeah. or, war crimes. Um, sec- s- sorry. I was no, you go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I, I was no, just going to say go whenever ahead. South Africa. Cl- like comes up and stands up for justice, mm-hmm. we should probably pay attention. Yes. Because <laughs> they, would, they would know. They, they would, know, would know. Right? Yeah. Like, apartheid. Yeah. Apartheid. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 not, not at all. We're, all. we're all part of this conversation. Yeah. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think the other thing that we need to do is um, write to our elected mm-hmm. officials, right? We need, we need to write, uh, send, send them letters, emails. Um, yeah phone their offices, if we can meet our members of parliament mm-hmm. face-to-face and share this Canadian human perspective mm-hmm. that... With our politicians. That with our I politicians. believe most ca- Canadians would believe in, right? Is like loving yeah. each other and yeah. helping each other as opposed to the, Absolutely. the opposite. Be- because I think, like anything, there's strength in numbers. Yeah. And the more Canadians speak up, the more our, our elected, yeah, we have a voice, mm-hmm. and the more our elected officials will say, we, we, better, we better listen. So our yeah. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, yes, there's a strong, very, very strong Jewish lobby in yeah. Canada and yeah. the United States, and it will always be there, and very influential, very mm-hmm. powerful. 
at the same time, you know, Canada being a multicultural country that relies so heavily on immigration, you know, we have people from all, of, all around the world who've, who've chosen yeah. the pathway to Canadian citizenship, citizenship, whether it's from Afghanistan or Pakistan or India or uh, Ethiopia or Eritrea, yeah. Syria, um, uh, Gaza, Palestine. Um, this makes us a better people, a better country, because we're, di we're diverse, we're peaceful, we're quite a prosperous country, mm -hmm. um, yet we still have uh, systemic racism here, we still have yeah. our own issues that uh, our indigenous peoples, uh, we, we have blood on our hands, we have genocide, his a history of genocide in Canada. Uh, Which is why it's hard for us to admit that this is happening, right? Right, right absolutely, to the indigenous yeah. peoples, so, uh, so we have a moral responsibility to really learn about these issues mm -hmm. and educate speak. ourselves and and speak up, speak up yeah. and advocate as well yeah. uh, and including especially i would say to our elected officials right on yeah i think that's a, a very like the systemic way to go against the system is to use its own apparatus against it against which is letters call phone calls yeah. and emails and all that kind of stuff and then you don't have to get either hopefully you don't have to get hurt as well yeah I mean it, it could also be seen as working with it within the system because yeah. again we're so incredibly fortunate as Canadians that we have these we have these mm -hmm. human rights that are that other a lot of other countries people get jailed they get yeah. um, they get persecuted they get death sentences for mm. and here only people that we don't like get that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. Sadly, sadly, there's a, still a, a, a lot of a lot of racism here. Uh, I don't yeah. mean to make it sound no, like no, it's, it's, it's the worst. Truth, it's truth to what you're saying. It's um, just still part of our culture, right? Like, it's truth to what yeah. you're saying. I think um, again, as I was saying earlier, being being white, I I have a lot more, um, I guess, freedom mm -hmm. to speak. Um, it's like yeah, me too. Me it's too. like having a family. It's I know we were very privileged country. Uh, you have all your issues, like as mm -hmm. a family. When you have issues, that doesn't mean you don't go out and help other family members. Exactly. You deal with your stuff on uh, a day-to-day basis, mm -hmm. and you still reach out to other people and help them out mm -hmm. if somebody takes over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. I was thinking about it, too, like the camera. Yeah, yes, yes, that's right. That's right. We help each other when we get in a Right? When, when we help each other out. When, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When yeah. we get in yeah. a rut. Yeah, you deal with your issues, and you still help out other family members. Yep. You just don't focus on yourself. And that's yeah. what we need to do as a country as well. 100%. No, yeah, no matter what kind of issues we're facing, we're dealing with, we still need to reach out to people around the world, yeah. around the world who are going through similar things mm -hmm. and uh, be more compassionate. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah, yeah absolutely. well said. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and to remember, you. like for those of us who've never been to countries where this is a reality every mm -hmm. day, and that's lots of us, right? Yeah. Who Sure. Which is, makes it part of, I think, what makes it scarier for most people is that they don't, engage with people outside of their circles. It's very yeah. true. Most sadly, humans don't, right? And sadly, it's partly human nature, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it and seems you, like it. And yet, we are this amazing country. Multi so many humans. So culturally diverse. Immigration, We Canada yeah. relies so heavily on immigration. We don't reproduce. The people who are born and raised here don't reproduce enough. Mm -hmm. Like, our population, we're a pretty low population. What, 40 million, right? Um, and, you know, next to the United States, who has 10 times as many people. Yeah. You can see immigration, how huge factor in the United States and, and in Canada as well. Mm. Um, and again, the beauty of it is in Canada being multicultural. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a very unique concept in the world, this multiculturalism. Yeah. And so it gives me the privilege mm -hmm. to have a friend and a neighbor like Nazia who, who comes from 
a rural village in Pakistan, <laughs> northern Pakistan. Which is amazing, right? Right? It's a very right? Small uh, but right. how amazing is it that right? that's, yeah. that you're here? Yeah, yeah. Like, right? Like, it's such a crazy difference between Connecting the... with people that yeah. you never thought was possible is yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. It's miraculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's miraculous. It and it's, and it's beautiful beauty. as far it's as beautiful. I'm concerned. I agree. Yeah. It's beautiful, right? Yeah. The friendships that can grow mm-hmm. out of this and the respect and the mm-hmm. compassion. Yeah, the friendship is it's beautiful. Yeah. It's it, I love this about Canada. I love mm. that we are so culturally, racially yeah. diverse. Like I, I, just, I do too, but it, and I still find though that like unless you're willing to be like a little bit out of your comfort, out of your comfort zone. zone. Thank yeah, you, right? Yes. Because like for for as a white person, like your kindness, mm-hmm. just so you know, Nazia, your kindness in that event is is like part of what may help me reach out to you. Mm. It's because mm. I, I don't know because I'm you initiated it just so you know. Oh did I? Yes. Oh. Because you asked me to sit down on a chair. Oh and you were offering it like okay I'll I'll get up and you sit over here. Oh okay. And you were offering that oh, to people, yeah. and that was very kind of you. Really appreciate that. I forgot all about yes. that. Well <laughs> well thank you. Yeah. But but that's exactly how it happens, yes. right? It's right. and yeah. and I might have been one of five or six white people there. Mm-hmm. This this event, there was more. This was but, a, week, a week ago? Yeah. It yeah. just goes yeah. to prove you that random acts of kindness, they do have effect. A hundred percent. They have ripple Beautiful. effect. They do. Beautiful. And it was amazing because yeah. I was feeling nervous. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a natural and, feeling to have. Yeah. Right? It, and it's I, out of your comfort zone. Right? Totally. And but you had the courage to come. Yeah, and I'm hoping other people do, right? Like because Absolutely. it is it is a little bit nervous when you're out of your comfort and you're not sure what to expect. Mm-hmm. But if I, I've found that as long as I am like with an open heart and kind and go into something as a guest, as a visitor, like it's okay to do that. And like, I think it couldn't have better uh, happened to a better person that you had the courage to come to that event. Now you can reach out to people mm. to, through your platform. Mm-hmm. And talk to people about this. Oh, yeah. So there's a reason why we all mm-hmm. God brought us together. Oh, for sure. And like, connected. yeah, and and it's okay that that it happens. However, it happens. Uh-huh. So that, so long as I find that as long as we're open to that, right? To that, um, whatever the next step might be. Mm-hmm. And and I just I don't know. I've this always was found. One of it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. I I just found that being kind and like being open to like learning has mm-hmm. allowed me to be using my privilege in, yeah. in ways that I never have before. So That's awesome. And I think, I really truly believe this starts with a good heart yeah. and an I open agree. mind and yeah. an attitude of humility and mm. wanting, to, wanting to learn from others. Not, I'm not the expert. Oh, I'm, God. I'm giving back and giving back yeah. to the community. Yes. Yes. Back yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I think Michael, that you make about maybe like Western culture, right? Is that we come, we tend to come at things like we're the experts. Yeah, and a lot of ego. Yeah, lots of ego, and that's all it is. Because how could I be an expert? Right. right? None of us. Even if I, I read mean, all the books or whatever. But. I mean, yes, everyone can be an expert in something, mm-hmm. but we all need one another. I remember yeah. when Barack Obama, former U.S. president, came to Calgary and spoke at the Saddle mm-hmm. Dome, and one of my best friends is black. He's from mm-hmm. he's from originally from Eritrea, Africa, and um, for my birthday present, he treated me to a ticket to see. Barack Obama at the Saddle Dome. That's pretty cool. It's so cool, right? So here him and I are in Calgary, Alberta to see one of the greatest American presidents um, speak. And what Barack Obama, one of of the many things he said that really impacted me, he said, when I go into meetings, high-powered meetings or community meetings, uh, where I'm getting, having to make major decisions, Barack Obama said, 
I always remember I'm not the smartest person in, in the, the room. room. Yeah. You were there. Yeah, you the heard, no, that's a beautiful, yeah. yes, I heard that. You heard this phrase yes, at all, phrase. Yeah, right? And it yeah. just really impacted me. Mm -hmm. And that comes from a place of saying... Humility. Humility, right? Mm -hmm. Saying, I don't have all the answers. There's other people who may have better ideas or better mm -hmm. information than I have. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I seek others yeah. to get the best information that I can? And I think to work together co collaboratively. And um, that must have been hard. Must be hard for him because he's pretty smart. Oh, it must right? be really like, tough. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's heartbreaking for him. Yeah. But anyone. It's easier anyone? for me because I'm not super smart. So <laughs> whenever I go Welcome into a room, club. I yeah, just walk yeah, in the too, room and I'm too, like, yeah. I'm like, I don't have to worry about nothing. <laughs> yeah. No one's asking me nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the more. Um, hum I don't know how to say it. The more humble you become more open to you are other listening to and hearing to other people's perspective mm. and i think that's what that's what makes this discussion yeah and i think these issues are more easily i think we can attack them from different angles if we're more open to listening to other people's perspective mm -hmm. on these issues doesn't matter how educated you are and how yeah. you know you have you know no education even, yeah. it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I think people have people look at things differently. Mm -hmm. What, where we come from, the, you will not have that perspective if you were born and raised in a different country, yeah. right? Yeah. Your point of view, looking at things will be a lot different than us sitting here with mm -hmm. our stomach full. Yeah. Don't have to worry about food and water where our next meal is coming from. Or bombs. A person who is just surviving mm. to even just have their next meal, yeah. next glass of water. Mm. So their perspective would be a lot different. Mm. So we should be open to listening to all that mm. and implementing and hopefully learning from it and grow from mm. it. Mm. So, yeah. Well, I, and I know that you're right. There's a, there, you're 100% correct because that's how growth happens, right? Is that, yeah. that open mind and the willingness to listen and... And to also recognize that whatever knowledge I think I might have had mm -hmm. wasn't knowledge at all. Mm -hmm. It yeah. was just preconceived ideas that were given to me. And so, because that's really easy for me now in terms of uh, meeting someone from a different culture, right? Like, yeah. it's like I just instantly know that I know nothing. Uh, like, yeah. right? Because how could I? <laughs> and at the same time, I love it because it's a two way street, too, yeah. right? Um, uh, the more we, uh, you know, listen, as both of you said, to mm -hmm. one another and without being defensive or uh, trying to be right all the time, mm -hmm. but actually truly listen to the other person and hear their story mm -hmm. and understand their perspective that is different from ours. It's okay. It's good to be challenged. We challenge one another. I think it can be very symbiotic. Mm -hmm. it can, I, I love this about friendships, uh, people from diverse walks of life. Mm -hmm. If there's both have a, an attitude and openness, a good heart, and a willing mm -hmm. to listen, to, a willingness to listen and be compassionate, and, yeah, and yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, I just wanted to quickly share um, something I wrote. I think I sent you this in in the email. Oh, please, yeah, yeah, if you don't mind. No, I, I don't mind at all. Yeah, thank you. So, do you want to finish with that? Sure. Yeah. Or Absolutely. do you do you yeah. both do you feel yeah. like no, anything else? Good. Yeah. That's good. No, that's okay. Right on. I've really yeah. enjoyed this, and yeah. Thank and you so much. I look forward to hopefully getting to know you guys because it's just likewise. Been, no, Michael, right that's on. fine. You finish. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you. I don't want to be selfish. Though. I don't want to be selfish. <laughs> no, I would. We would appreciate that. Yeah, because yeah, no, it was beautifully you. written. So um, yeah. So I'll just yeah. read. I'll just close by reading what I what I wrote uh, a little while ago, um, trying to encapsulate things. Um, I am in full support of peaceful Israeli people and peaceful Palestinian people. 
I am pro-human, peace, justice, and fairness. I am completely against terrorism, displacement, suffering, and murder of peaceful and innocent human lives. No, no to war on innocent children, women, and men in Gaza. Ceasefire in Gaza now. Humanitarian emergency support now. Peace, respect, justice, fairness, compassion, and love always. Mm. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Very well said. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you, Michael. Thank and you. love, love always Thanks, for you Thank both. You. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, on. So we'll just get one more picture of the.